Today's episode is brought to you by Clorox. When it counts, trust Clorox the same way we trust essential workers to provide the care they give to us. Families trust Clorox to give them a safe and protected home. Our community heroes trust Clorox to keep places like hospitals and grocery stores disinfected. So I know I too can trust Clorox to provide my home with a safe environment at home we can all enjoy. So I have a story for you, Amanda. Um, With Clorox, there's one thing I definitely use it for every single time before I step into my vanity van. Uh, I love the entire place disinfected because that's where I keep my makeup. Uh, That's where I get ready. That's where my clothes are. That's sometimes where I take a nap as well. So, you know, I can use it all over like time of need. So, um, yeah, it's been really, really, it just keeps everything super clean and I, I feel super safe. For me, it's important to share with loved ones and the public in general how they can give the most care for their loved ones, especially during times like these. I mean, with the pandemic going on, with COVID going on, it's just great to be extra sanitary with all the items that are around you, caring for others, and you know, just wiping down the door handle after you use the bathroom or wiping down so the bathroom. So important. The toilet. So important. The toilet handle. Don't forget the toilet handle. (laughs) So remember, when when it counts, counts, trust Clorox. Whatever temperatures this winter brings, your friendly and knowledgeable Bryant dealer is ready to help. We have the right training and support and are backed by outstanding products from one of the industry's most trusted names, Bryant. Whether you need a quick fix or an entirely new heating system, we will do whatever it takes for your family's comfort. Find your local dealer at Bryant.com. Bryant, whatever it takes. Shakara, and we are back with another episode y'all this has been so fun for us I feel like we are talking to like our best friends on here and we just we're chatting so this has been fun for me but what do you think it's definitely fun this has been so fun and then having my best friend on here and <laughs> and interviewing her I feel like um where where we're going in the right track so today we are going to talk about getting out of draining and toxic relationships y'all i know we all can relate to that um so Britt, i want you to share your your past experience with that and what it taught you i don't ever want to be with nobody else (laughs) ever And I think I think sometimes that it'll it'll take you there. I think that investing so much and so much energy and 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 people and investing the wrong type of energy into people it'll make you not want to date anymore. It'll make you just want to be by your fucking self because are, are annoying and they're hard. Like just they're only fun when like everything is good. Oh yeah, we don't we don't want to talk about the bad parts, of course, bro. <laughs> It's like when they good, they good. But when it's bad, it's bad. Oh my gosh! Just thinking about when you're in a relationship and then now, 
It's stressful. I'm free. And, and I think we we get this this liberating sense <clears throat> we are finally out of that relationship. And I think a lot of the times we stay because we feel like we've invested so much in them and that yeah. we're not gonna find what we found in that person somewhere else. So we so we stay just on the mere thought of starting over again. Like that's just hard after being with somebody for years and then you, you just, this person becomes a distant memory to you all of a sudden. That, that shit's hard to grasp. And I think a lot of the times that's why we, we stay because we don't wanna start over with somebody else mm-hmm. and have to deal with the bullshit with somebody else. Um, I can speak for myself. Um, a few years ago, I was I was with someone who um, I knew I had no business being with this person. Um, they were extremely jealous, um, and then it turned into a situation where um, it became dangerous. And not only was my mental health, but her mental health was at stake. Um, so I think that taught me that. Um, a relationship that's going to be worth it is not going to make you sacrifice that much. Um, so it, it took a while. Um, it took a while for me to to work things out for myself um, and then introduce myself back out into the dating world. But I had to actually spend time by myself to realize what I actually wanted and and understand who I was all over again because I invested so much into this person that I lost sight of who I was and the things that I enjoyed. So getting out of that, I, I felt liberated because I could finally get back to the things that I knew I wanted to do and the things that I knew I deserved. Um, but just going through the trials, it, it it'll it's hard. <laughs> it's hard. What kind of stuff did you do when you said you were dating yourself? What kind of things that I that I do? Mm-hmm. Um well, I masturbated more. So that was <laughs> what <laughs> so that that was something that um was fun. Um, and I got back to things that, you know, I enjoy. I enjoy reading. Um, I enjoy spending, you know, time with myself just in general, just enjoying my own company. Um, I will literally cancel on somebody just to chill in the house and <laughs> and catch yes. up on my shows or read up yes. on the book that I've been trying to finish for weeks. Um, I take myself out on dates. I go to my favorite restaurants um, that I haven't gotten to go to to a while. I take myself to the movies. Um, retail therapy is also one of the things that I enjoy. So when they say not like just dating yourself, you're literally doing the things that you want. Um, and I did them carefree and I did it, you know, without hesitation. And, you know, I didn't have to compromise myself to do these things. And I lived for myself, which I, I felt <laughs> like in that relationship, I couldn't. Um, I felt like I was always compromising myself to make this person happy. Like I was always walking on eggshells to make sure that they were comfortable. And that's not a way to live for anybody. Um, So when they say dating yourself, that also means to reflect on some of the shit that happened um, prior to you, you know, becoming single and realizing some of those triggers for you. Because if you don't address those things when you get into that, um, that single phase, it's just going to be a repeated cycle. So if, mm-hmm. if if I go and date somebody else before I truly heal from that last relationship, it's just going to manifest in a whole nother way with somebody else. And, and I think a lot of the relationships end up ending because people haven't healed. Mm-hmm. From like stuff from their childhood. Right. 
stuff from their childhood, especially because a lot of people often don't get help for their their mental health. They just throw don't it to even the wayside. Don't see it as a problem. I probably don't even like recognize it. Yes, a lot of people don't see that as a problem because they they've dealt with it for so long, and people have allowed them to demonstrate these behaviors and um, act this way without any you know consequence mm-hmm. or you know whatever. So I think a lot of people don't acknowledge that they have these these traumas. Um, in my previous relationship, uh, that was the issue because I would often advise therapy to her, and she would always get so defensive, like. I don't need it. Well, why don't you go? And uh, you can't tell me what I need. And I'm like, you know what? You're right. I can't tell you what you need, but I'm advising you to get an unbiased opinion um, for somebody who does not know you for you to work this shit out. Because we often try to to fix our partners when in reality, yes. it, that, ain't, that ain't shit for us to fix. And it ain't got shit to do with us. That shit they have to work out internally. And no matter how long we stay, no matter how much love we give them, it's not going to be enough because they are tainted. They are damaged. But they don't know what that work looks like, like the actual healing process or how even to initiate it. So, and and that ain't shit, that ain't got shit to do with you either. <laughs> <laughs> that ain't got shit to do with you either because their process is their process and they do it how they see fit. Um, So you can't tell them what they need to do and, and what is required of them, but you can tell them what you gonna do. And if you have to dismiss yourself from the relationship for the sake of both of you guys' health, mentally, physically, then that's what you're gonna have to do. And a lot of the times we don't do that. Those red flags in the beginning look like, I saw this fucking meme and it was like, <laughs> those red flags in the beginning look like fucking six flags. Because we, we, we see them and we know that they're there, but we choose to ignore them because everything else is good. Right. Like, yeah, he like, you know, might get a little aggressive here and there, but I mean, he good to me. Like he, he buy me this stuff. Like he makes sure I'm straight. Okay. But this man has an anger problem. Mm. So <laughs> what are we going to do about that? So I feel like that um, childhood trauma often reflects in relationships as people get older because they, mm-hmm. they haven't dealt with it and they, they haven't healed from it and they don't see it as a problem. Yeah. They're normal. So, right, it's their normal. So then in that sense, coming from an outsider or, or someone who is their partner, what do we do? What what do we do for them and for ourselves? I think that that's a question that a lot of people battle is because, you know, I don't want to leave because I see this person needs help. Mm-hmm. But is it help that I can give them? Right. Do they need my help or do they need professional help? Exactly. And they are both trying to help each other and help yourselves. It's just a mess. Exactly. And when I actually was faced with this, um, you know, a lot of people know my background in mental health and, and what I do for a living. And I could not. It was like I had a, I had a blank in, in my mind at. I couldn't remember shit that I had, <laughs> I couldn't remember shit that I learned in these textbooks. I couldn't remember this, this hands-on experience. It's like, I I went into panic mode. Um, so I say like, the, no matter how much education you have, you don't know shit until you are living it. Mm-hmm. And until you are, are, are in the face of it, because you can tell somebody all day what they need to do. But if you haven't experienced it, how are they gonna receive the message? And it's like, when, when the, 
situation happened that was the break for me it was like i i knew that it was enough but i felt like even with all of my experience i couldn't pinpoint which direction to go so it took me to actually reach out to my mom and and talk to her about you know the situation that happened and then from that point she actually got me because that was somebody who was level-headed and was not you know in the mix of everything so sometimes you need that that outside source to kind of help guide you through it and we we need to understand that we need we need our tribes um especially when we're dealing with draining relationships and toxic relationships because you know, we often sometimes don't want people in our business because we don't want them to see us struggling or see mm-hmm. us having these hardships. But we we need our tribe. And I lean on my tribe when I'm going through shit. Um, so when you're dealing with these toxic relationships, you need to lean on them as well. So I know, Britt, you had a, a, a longer relationship. So how do you feel like you were able to let go of that? How do you feel like that allowed you to be who you are now? Um, um, I'm learning how to do everything all over again. So. That shit's difficult. Yeah. Because you're used to things being a certain way and like everything has changed or everything is changing. And you're just existing in the midst of all that change. So it's just awkward. So do you feel like we have to go through that like existing phase? I feel like I I have to. Yeah, we're experiencing everything all over again, but it's like from another point of view. Yes, absolutely. And I feel like sometimes we just need to just be still and take everything in, mm-hmm. and we get into this culture of I don't give a fuck or it is what it is. But or you stick to where it's comfortable, no matter how awkward or unorthodox it may be. It's your comfortable there. Right, that's your comfortable and that that's your safe place. And we we get wrapped up in that. And then trying something new, just in general, us as humans, we are prone to routine and change is difficult. Especially black people, we so quick to just make shit work, make do with the fuck we got, no matter what the situation is. Exactly. And you don't never just go through, you just be making shit work. And sometimes the shit you make work don't even need to be working. Right. And so many times I've just been making shit work. <laughs> I just been been doing what I have to do. That's it. That's that is it and that's all. Like as long as I made it through that day. That's how I feel like life. I just been existing. Like there's no purpose here. And and sometimes we need to go through those phases and realize that sometimes it's okay to just exist for those moments. Um, to gather who we actually are all over again. And finding who you are all over again, it's going to be a trial. It's not going to be all, you know, unicorns and, um, you know, peaches and cream, but it's necessary to find who you actually are as, as an individual. Because after being in relationships for 10, 15, five years, you mesh with that person. Mm-hmm. So then breaking away from that person and actually realizing like, oh shit, this is for real, it's going to be tough. And that is oftentimes why we stay. It's because we don't want to experience life without that person, no matter how shitty that person is. We don't want to exist without being with this person because that's who we've known for the last 15, 10, 5 years. But that ain't no way to live either. 
Like, and now I'm at the point where if I am not being stimulated and I'm not getting what I need out of relationships, I need to separate myself because motherfucker, you heard me the first time. <laughs> you heard me the first time. Poor <laughs> Shakira. Like, <laughs> I feel like at the age that I'm at now, we should be well aware of who we are as an individual and what we what we need. And if you're not aware of that, you need to to seek some 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 sort of help to to get you there. It's not possible to be figuring yourself out and be in a relationship too. You have to be fully identified before you can start dating. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that because we start to learn ourselves as well when we get into relationships. It opens up different parts of us um, that we didn't know before. And that can also be a good thing. But what I'm saying is have a baseline of who you are and know what your boundaries are when you go into a relationship because that's going to make or break it. People don't know who the fuck they are because they're too busy putting their fucking necks down on social media all day trying to figure, trying to be other fucking people, other shit yeah. they see. There we go. Absorbing all of that mm-hmm. and then trying to create some shit mm-hmm. and it's just a fucking mess. That's relationship why. goals. Get the, That's what everybody's fucking for. deactivate. Don't I want to date someone who don't got fucking social media? Cause that would kill me. Cause I'm so nosy and I'm always <laughs> lurking on there. So right. yeah, shake that shit up. I hate the way shit is now, but that's a whole nother story. And and but because of this, I'm super private. Like I don't, I don't really share a lot of my love life. Yeah, I'm a um, creep. Like I be lurking and shit, <laughs> on knowing media. everything and just like won't say shit and. Like, hi. I don't even want to see you in public because I would know your whole shit. <laughs> I was working on your fucking great cousins, nephews, aunts, my mom's page last Wait. night. I, I see you. And now I, gotta, now I gotta go up to you like, Bro. I ain't just for the last five hours on your shit. And I'm looking at you like, I know you. And they looking at me like, who the fuck is this bitch looking at? <laughs> like, I know you just had a baby. Right. <laughs> That's my life. Yes, and we, we, we often get caught up in I'm this so culture of wanting to know everything about everybody's fucking life. And that also messes with the relationships as well because we we put so much on social media. And Shit is not what it seems. It's it's really not. It's really not. That's why I don't ever try to fake the funk for, for nobody, even on social media, because that shit ain't real. They want you to see what they want you to see. Exactly. They don't they don't see the side of them struggling, you know, from paycheck to paycheck or this nigga been cheating on her for the last two years. Like this is not just selling bundles, she's selling ass. <laughs> okay. <laughs> on the side. Than that. <laughs> <laughs> and it's crazy. Right. This is I think this is why I've just been I've been super private because Social I don't media want it is a joke. Yes, really it is. And I don't want my relationships to be tainted. Because of social media. I hate it. Because it's so addicting. Everybody's so just fucking scrolling for no reason. Just none. That's how I be deleting the motherfucking apps. Like, <laughs> yes. Get off of my phone. Because if I don't, like, yo, the shit, Twitter will pop up. Oh, you haven't posted in a while. It's just sending me tweets. Like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> right. You want me to open this app so bad. Right. Don't so just post it. And so what? Like, right. Like, how you know I ever, like, yeah, that shit's weird. <laughs> I haven't been on Twitter in years and I still get notifications like, hey, we missed you. Yeah, motherfucker. Okay, you're going to keep missing me because I ain't going on there. <laughs> and I find myself every day like distancing myself more and more, but I know because of 
the business that I'm in, I have to be on social Bruh. media. So I'm like, okay. I, I want a social media bag, but I don't have what it takes to get it. And this is why I need Britt because <laughs> she balances me out. Like if I don't feel like posting one day, she'll pick it up. If she don't feel like posting one day, I'll pick it up. So we're just literally just trying to fucking figure this shit out and navigate because <laughs> we are both not social media people. You know, like, you know, like, I want to make a YouTube. I want to be a YouTuber. But you got to think like, all oh, you got constantly expose yourself and shit. And I'm like, yes. oh I don't like, I'll like post I something. To. That shit will bother me all day. Like, I'll think about deleting it all day. Like I get like that too. I was like, people, somebody sitting somewhere looking at that shit, right? Because I be, I be sitting in the middle of the night looking at people on the internet. Like that shit is weird. Like I don't know you. I'm scrolling through right. your house and shit. The shit is right. weird. Like I be sitting there when I'm high, and be thinking about stupid shit like that. Like I've never, <laughs> I've never understood that. I mean, I mean, I guess it works for for certain people, but I never understood the uh, tour house or. Um, new house or like I just that that shit bothers me because I'm like I don't want people to know all those intimate details in my fucking life like that shit just think like in the 3 p.m in the middle of the night somebody's scrolling through look at your pictures analyzing your life right how you do things is things speculating is things really what it seems like and then if some shit hit the fan what the fuck you gonna do now? Or ever sit and think about when we used to have the cell phones and we'll get a celebrity and make it like the background. How creepy, like you really have a random person on your phone who you that don't That you don't know. fucking know. That shit don't, don't creep you <laughs> out for real. Like you're really a fucking weirdo. <laughs> that's the shit I be thinking about. Like that's fucking, dude, I don't, I don't really want to be famous. Like I don't want to know that somebody has pictures of me in their house and I've never seen you or know you existed. Like that shit is super creepy. I felt like when I was younger, I, I wanted I wanted the fame, but now as I get older, I'm like I don't even want I don't want this shit. Like, like I, I be deactivating my shit all the time. Like I want to live off the grid for real, off the grid, a big ass house, but not too far in the country where it's like fucking wolves and deer right, and shit. Right. But in the cut, like like I want to be able to communicate if I have to. Yeah, come but, out. You can come over sometime. Like I like to entertain. Like. Quarterly, <laughs> but right. in the cut where you're not, you gotta let me know you about to pull up, right? Like I don't like motherfuckers just showing up. Um, but it'd be like spurs the day where I feel like texting and want to talk to somebody. Yeah, and then I start texting. I was like, yeah, I'm done. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I this mm-hmm. is all I needed. I got my fix, and mm-hmm. please stop replying. Mm-hmm. And I just stopped talking. <laughs> I thought that was just me. I'm glad. <laughs> I would never thought I would become this socially awkward because I was always so loud as shit in high school. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when you, you stop trying to be school. seen, and I mean, when you're younger, you want people to. I, I think when you're younger, you want people to gravitate to you. Yeah, it's mad pressure. Um, but now that I'm older, I'm like, fuck I all don't that. Need none of that shit. I, I do not need none of that shit. Friends be fun. Like, oh, I wish I had friends, some somebody to do some shit with. But the ex, it just requires so much because motherfuckers have they literally, I don't know, just weird. People are weird. I rather not deal with it. And you know, in this day and age, you don't know who the fuck you can trust. Like you don't okay. know if this person that you're introducing to your life is actually there to actually be your friend or if they're there on some malicious shit. So it's like, I don't wanna have to fucking worry about that day to day. And I'd rather not have anybody to hang out with than to have to worry about my peace being around people. Um, because anybody will fucking tell you if if I am at an event and I am ready to go, I'm ready to go. 
So I would drive my car because when I'm ready to leave, I'm out of there. Right. Like it just, and because I, I, I feel like being an, an empath, you absorb so many people's energies and it, it drains you. So at that point, I'm like, okay, this is getting too much for me. I'm ready to go. I'm so ready to go. So I, I don't want to have to deal with that every day just for the sake of having people around me. Mm-hmm. I'm not into that business. That's not what I subscribe to. So I think I think we <laughs> got off the topic a little bit, mm. but that's some real, that's some real shit to talk about because if your partner is somebody who wants to be in the limelight, who wants to be seen, mm. and you're somebody who is real laid back and real mellow, and you don't need that type of shit. What's that balance? That shit. I think about like if I would ever get married, like cause then I'd be thinking. Well, then, you know, she like her nieces or nephews, so they're going to have to come over. And then people, <laughs> I'll yes. be thinking about shit oh, like that. And my like, goodness. And that's going to be where they come to my house, and I'm we want them there. That is my, that is, that is my strife right now. Like, I. I'll be like, I need to find me somebody who's not friendly. I want to be family yes. oriented, but yes. like, not to the like, point where my partner's going to always come over. Yes, I'm very family oriented. And like, and I enjoy having my family around. But when I'm ready for y'all motherfuckers to go. I'm ready for y'all to go. And just having somebody else here who has like a large family or has somebody wow. who's used to having their family over. Yes. Like, I was thinking, I'm, I'm gonna be roommates with my cousin. Like, nope, her, <laughs> all her fucking sisters got kids and she be wanting to be the auntie and get all of them. Like, fuck, no, I could never. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, just having people, like, what if your partner has like, Criminal ass fucking like relatives and well, I be thinking about where the fuck your friend ride a bus and what if the bus got big bugs then they come over to my house and they right. sit down or some shit like that. I be thinking about shit like that. Ain't no. Like right like random shit. I don't like, know. You if... don't know where they've been. They got fucking gonorrhea on their leg. They didn't walk through the alley or some shit. Like I don't <laughs> even like people like coming in my office and sitting in my fucking chair. That's how okay. fucking that is how germaphobic I am because like I cannot wipe I... my fucking car seats and like where have you been? Right. Let me pick you up from where? Like, so having like five, ten people at my house at a time, that shit stresses me the fuck out. Like, I threw my best friend a, a birthday party back in November. And like, I literally did not come back down into this basement until like <laughs> the the next evening. Like, I purposely avoided coming down here because just... <laughs> mm. I didn't want to like just all I felt all the energy still back into this room and I'm like I don't know where motherfuckers been before they got here mm-hmm. so I didn't come back down here until I was prepared to to deep clean because like I just I don't trust people like that for real <laughs> I don't trust people like that so like how do you operate with a partner who does just operate be doing like that anything just be, don't even think like oh my cousin trying to come over here um he said he coming over and he probably gonna spend the night. Like what? He bringing someone so on and over right. there step in here to sit on my couch. Like no. right? No. Uh uh-uh. uh. That don't work for me. Exactly. So do you feel like that would make a break a relationship? It wouldn't <clears> mine. <throat> These are things that <laughs> for real. <laughs> those are important things. Having having get your space the way that you yeah, want your space. I, I agree. Everybody use my motherfucking bathroom. Like, no. no, absolutely. Like I want to designate one bathroom for company, and <laughs> and that's it. Because like I don't know what the fuck you was doing before this. Like it's been too many times, especially working in corporate America, where you go into bathrooms and motherfuckers just mm. leaving it any sort of kind of way. 
Oh my goodness. Like, mm -mm. like I know you want, you know, little Taiwan to come over here because it's his birthday and you're trying to celebrate with him, but do we need to come to our house? <laughs> Can he go somewhere else? So what, aside from learning about yourself and, and the space that you need, what else have you learned about leaving your toxic relationship? How people be getting so caught up in like, uh, or content with just how the dysfunction, like they learn to function dysfunction, how if you think how you keep staying, you, when you think back about how many times you try to leave and never really left for real, but this time it's for real, for real. <laughs> But you still talk to that but person, but it's for real, it's for real, for real. And yeah. it's never really for real, for real. Exactly. But this time, because things are so different right now, mm -hmm. I think it's for real, for real. Mm -hmm. But I can see how I could easily slip back. I'd be like, mm -hmm. no, I've come yeah. too far. It ain't like, worth it. It ain't worth it. It's like when an enemy trying to take your ground, like, mm -mm, you got to keep going. So right now we still for real, for real. Okay. But it's weird because you're not used to it. Yeah. Yeah, it was. It was. It's like doing life. You're still living, but like a whole new set of new eyes. Like, oh, totally different perspective. It's like you got a fresh new uh, pair you're of not, glasses. Like you're always. You got to think you going be. You come from like five, six, seven years of constantly having some regard and thinking for two people who's about to do or mm -hmm. what they doing. Always having to consider somebody else. Now it's just you. That shit's. It's different. And it can be refreshing. It depends on what the situation it was. Refreshing was. For me. I mean, it <laughs> yes. is, but it's still different. It's a different posture. Oh no, it than is what you've been used to for so long. So, and I think I've realized that it was just me when I came home and I didn't have to worry about cooking dinner. It'd be like, shit like, like if, that. if I right, if I didn't want to cook, I didn't have to because I didn't have anybody else to make dinner for. Right. So it's like little shit like that that brings you back to reality. Like, okay, I'm I'm single, single now. <laughs> like I like I ain't single with you know baggage. I'm single, single. And sometimes you be wanting to slip back. Like, mm, this little bit won't hurt. It gets lonely, but I, you have to be okay with being alone. And it's so sad how it's a lot. A lot of people in the world cannot be alone. It's disgusting. It's it's sickening because I I cannot fathom being with somebody just for the sake of having somebody and a lot of people do that a lot i just lot. i can't and i've seen it time and time again and i'm like how is that gratifying what do you get out of just being with somebody just to say you're with them but you're miserable now i can get it you don't like being alone okay you like to do things with people you're someone who likes to be around people but people who like well just that's not okay to just stay in a relationship no, but you'd rather be miserable just for the sake of having somebody or being around somebody. That that, that ain't enough for me. It doesn't make <laughs> sense. Like I should be trying to wrap my head around it. It don't make sense. Mm -mmm. You just like, constantly dating people because what? I know you gotta find your husband and so so, but goddamn, like what the fuck? Be still. And that, but I don't, I don't like that 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 transference of energy either because you being around a whole bunch of negative people. And then you finally go home at the end of the day. That shit's gonna carry with you, especially if your shit ain't right either. I cannot. I can't. I can't risk that much out of out of me 
to be around somebody or be around people just for the sake of having friends or having right mixy people i can mm-hmm. never mm-hmm. Can't. i've never been i've never been the mixy type like i don't mm-mm. that just that that don't fit for me and that doesn't fit my life now and it's like Endover is because so small. We kind of was clicked up when we were younger. So I kind of gravitated towards like everybody trying to see who I would like rock with. And I never, nobody. The the, the results are zero. I don't still have anyone I'm close to that I went to school like with. I know people, but we're not like if it's off and on. Yeah. And I feel like the same people who I was cool with in high school are the same people who I continue to rock with Yeah, you have your group of friends that you've had forever. I didn't never had a group. Like, I've dealt with everybody, like, for a course, like, maybe one year of my life or something, but it never stuck. Mm -hmm. And I've always had, like, associates in high school, and those people have either just faded away or just remained associates, but my, the people who I, who I, was close with in high school are the people who I remained close with. People who I'm actually close with now are people who I've met when I started working. And so I knew that I did not fit into Dover's culture of of being mixy when I packed my shit and went to Atlanta for college. Oh yeah, I did remember that. Yes, I like I literally like I didn't give a fuck about actually I didn't even give a fuck about my clothes. I can get them shits <laughs> later. I was like, listen, mom, we got Who's to get up out? out of here. And you know, she she even tried to convince me to stay here, and I was like, I can't, I cannot like. I don't even give a fuck if you don't take me. I will get on the fucking right. I will get on the plane myself and 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 get there. And once she realized that I was serious and that I was not gonna take no for an answer, like she tried to convince me to stay. How long were you down there? Um two and a half, almost three years. So um, yeah. So from my freshman year up until like my junior year. So I finished out three years and then I finished out in, in Delaware. Why leave? <sighs> the bitch I had to decide between tuition or a place to fucking live. So <laughs> was expensive? So yes, going to a private HBCU, that shit is expensive. That shit is highway fucking robbery. You could get no loans? I got loans, but at the time I was considered a dependent and you know, if niggas making over 50K, they ain't trying to give them shit. So I had to, so my junior year, I had to decide whether I wanted to <laughs> get an education or I wanted to have somewhere to live. Mm. But I couldn't have one without the other. So I'm like, oh, I'm going to have to go back. So I ended up finishing out in Delaware. But trust me, if I could have stayed, I would have. Mm. Um, so yeah, so, I, so I, I knew I didn't fit into this culture once I, before I even graduated high school, which is why I was adamant on applying to colleges away from Delaware. Mm-hmm. Because I just I knew this this wasn't for me, um, and even when I came back, it was still the same shit. People were still mixy. People were still in other people's business, mm. minding still the business that does not pay them. And even now in twenty twenty, this shit is still the same. Like it just it, it never it never ceases to amaze me. So I lay low and I mind my motherfucking business. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you see me when you see me. Yeah, right. Um, and sometimes people still don't even know that I'm back in Delaware. Honestly, they still think that I'm gone because I'm that low. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't care to be seen. Um, if you see me at motherfucking Target, you see me. Right? Okay. <laughs> but I don't, I don't care to be seen that say, much. I ain't, I ain't never seen you. I ain't seen you in a minute. Exactly. Right. That's how I want it. Thank you. 
Um, so we are about to wrap up. Britt, is there any last words you want to say? No, we good. We good. Okay, so we will be back every other Friday. Okay, and if you have any questions for Black Girl Storytime, you can reach us at blackgirlstorytime at gmail.com. That is blackgirlstorytime at gmail.com. No question is off limits. Follow us on Instagram. Follow us on Instagram at blackgirlstorytime. We are very responsive and we post there daily. Bet you good? Mm -hmm. All right. See y'all. You don't need to be employed to get employee-level vision coverage. If you're retiring soon and looking for a way to continue caring for your eyes, get a VSP individual vision plan at vspdirect.com. Whatever temperatures this winter brings, your friendly and knowledgeable Bryant dealer is ready to help. We have the right training and support and are backed by outstanding products from one of the industry's most trusted names, Bryant. Whether you need a quick fix or an entirely new heating system, we will do whatever it takes for your family's comfort. Find your local dealer at Bryant.com. Bryant, whatever it takes.